Maybe I get a little excited. Mm. Better? Probably, yeah. Hey, what's up? My name's Cole. My friend Kevin and I make a we- weekly... Fuck. Hey, what's up? My name's Cole. My friend Kevin and I make a weekly trivia podcast that I spend hours editing and uploading to the internet only for my listener base of one to heavily disapprove of. What you're about to hear is a special roast rendition of Trivia Night that was held to celebrate my 30th birthday. Me, because I'm Cole, a man whose hair loss perfectly represents the disappointment and regret felt by both myself and every female I've ever brought home after turning on the lights. It's dark, it's dirty, and it's 100% true. Having been there myself, I trust you'll enjoy the next hour. All right, well, welcome everybody to the roast of Cole. It's really awesome to be here. A man in the eyes of the law and a 16-year-old whining little girl in the ears of anybody who's ever heard his music collection. (laughs) I'm not the best at this. My name is uh, Alan. Uh, I actually live in a refrigerator box in behind Alger's furniture. Cole uh, promised me a slice of two-for-one pizza if I came and uh, hosted this little this little shindig here today, and uh, he also uh, promised me the second slice in the uh, promise that I would not give anybody hep C. So that's, that's on the table. No, I'm just kidding. You guys know who I am. My name is Kevin, and I am the beloved co-host of Super Fun Time Trivia, and also North Bay's second favorite son, only to Jerry O'Connell, I would imagine. Now... When I shoved the idea of me being the host for this event down Cole's throat, not unlike a private meet and greet with Bill Cosby in 1983, <laughs> I, was, I was actually, I was super surprised and super, super duper honored. I know we got a lot of people coming up, so I'm gonna make my bits really short, and then theirs is probably gonna be long and boring because I honestly don't find a single fucking one of them funny. So I'm gonna go ahead and pass it off to our first roaster, well, second, I guess now, all right? This guy's an engineer, okay? It's a bit of a big deal. Probably uh, comes in real handy when he, uh, when he has to stack multiple barrels of melting children in his basement. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get Brendan up here. Brendan. Kevin, uh, yeah, I'm just going to go right into it. You look like uh, Master Splinter if he developed a heroin addiction. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) 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 Kevin seems like the kind of homeless person that you invite out of the kindness of your own heart in your home, you know, clean up, give you a good meal, and he repays you by shitting in your shower and just waffle stomping that stuff right down the drain. <laughs> Love your podcast though, bro. Uh, so I'm just gonna go through the other roasters since I'm the first one, this might be a little awkward. So uh, Josh did a super superficial review of your Facebook page and I can say with you know, pretty good confidence, you look like the kind of guy who forces a DM to let you role play a centaur just so you can bring everybody into your brony fetish. <laughs> Josh is not a big fan of drinking or sports or social interaction, so he's a much less interesting version of Ian. <laughs> All right, up next we got uh, Ryan. Don't have a whole lot of social interaction with Ryan. We played one board game together and you cheated. Um, <laughs> just feel like that's about as much of a characterization as anybody needs. Um, he's like a, a fatter, less talented version of Leonardo DiCaprio. 
he does seem like the kind of guy who jerks off in front of his own reflection, screaming, you're just like your father. <laughs> Until climax. Likely just shy of a minute. <laughs> uh, Jesse, uh, along with Cole, are like the people that I've known the longest here, so you're up next. But uh, I've known Jesse for some time now. It's been a nice friend. Uh, congrats on all the success on the film uh, about your homeland. It's quite nice. Uh, some of you may not know, uh, or some of you might, uh, Jesse just recently moved into his new apartment in Toronto and parted ways with his longtime friend. This marks the second time of a breakup where Jesse didn't get the dog. <laughs> Real deep dive there, bud, sorry. <laughs> uh, and again, we're going deep, but one of Jesse's kinks is self-mutilation. So, uh... <laughs> So recently, when he nearly cut his thumb off, he was uh, su surprised all the doctors and Vaughn walking into the ER full mast. Did not go away until they put the cast on. Uh, Brett, you're up next. Sorry, buddy. Uh, again, first time I ever met you was at the invite to this Facebook conversation. So, uh, But I got to say, man, to list your whole resume on Facebook was a bold move. But based on <laughs> Cole's success as a musician, I'd say as a manager, you're less Ari Gold and more Johnny Drama. And he's recently got his driver's license at 31. At that point, I have to ask, man, was it because he didn't need a car for that long, or were you just, like, told not to sexually harass the people on the bus anymore? Uh, all right, Dave, thanks for uh, showing up uh, on time. Uh, but I, I really did have a hard time coming up with jokes to you. It just, like, you're so nice, it's like shooting a kitten in the face. I'll do it, but I don't have to like it. So, uh... The other half of White Coles, uh, more successful, arguably, and the only musician to base their bandmate strictly on similar receding hairlines. So, uh, jokes aside, though, man, your music's pretty dope. It's just a shame you can never share some of that success with Cole. Uh, thank you for having us, Cole. It's uh, and happy birthday, by the way. Uh, appreciate the confidence you have in yourself by allowing your friends just to shit all over you for the next like hour in front of your friends and family. Like it's a bold, bold move. So some quick background information. I met Cole uh, as a working adult. Uh, so I don't have any context to a lot of the shitty decisions or his upbringing that turned him into the man he is today. So I feel like I can provide a somewhat unbiased uh, review from one adult to another. So I have to admit, based on everything that I've heard about your exploits with both men and women, uh, how is it you're the only member of your family without an illegitimate child? I didn't know you were here. I'm just so glad your sisters aren't here because I really did expect your mom to be here for that joke. <laughs> so like, uh, I'm glad I went first because there's likely to be a number of jokes on the lack of uh, Cole's hair. Uh, but he didn't lose it. It just migrated down his back to his asshole. <laughs> Chelsea can attest it's like a welcome mat back there. But it's good to see, it seems like everyone who voted for him in the CBC Searchlight competition is here, so thank you for the support. <laughs> and as we all know, Cole spent the better part of his life, uh, his adult life, as a passable musician. And singing like seriously mopey songs about former failed relationships, and what you may or may not know is Cole actually has some film experience. But as it turns out, Cole Fournier had a production credit on Hostel 2. Uh, as per the IMD page, the original movie script was loosely based on Cole's internet browser history circa 2006. <laughs> 
There's a real good chance if you ask Cole, hey man, have you ever seen that fucked up video followed by literally with anything? Cole's response will most certainly be yes, followed up by several suggestions on genital mutilation videos <laughs> that are a must-see. Another fun fact I found early on in our friendship, Cole lived with his parents throughout a great deal of his adult life uh, in their backyard in a heated shed. Again, no shame in your gay man. We all got to save money here and there. Uh, but how the hell you managed to convince women to come over and fuck you in that place? <laughs> and then, like, shamefully ask them to walk into your mother's house to take a shit just paints such a hilarious image. You got you to gotta admire the game. Like, I'm astounded your mother can't, like, judge you for forcing her to sit by as you paraded women. Maybe men through their backyard as they clean up whatever you left inside them in that fucking shed. All right, that's it. That's, that's about it for the mean jokes. You've been, uh, you've been great. You've been great. So we've got to rip that bandaid off real quick, real quick. Uh, but honestly, you've been a great friend, and you're so quick to laugh, especially at yourself. Uh, you've been a great DM. Um, and just remember, man, you can always make better music, but you can't unlick an asshole. Good luck making it to 31. Please don't invite me to this shit again. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. All right, Roasters, the bar has been set. And it is high. That was fucking hilarious. All right, well, I wouldn't describe myself as a comedian. Obviously, probably none of you would either. I'm more just like observe, uh, judge, and mock. That's kind of what I do. I just see things, I make fun of it because I'm horrible to look at. Um... <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, sometimes it's funny, like like when I see things that 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 people do, and I, I just observe them, and I'm like, "What the fuck is that all about?" Like, for example, um, there's a lot of times when people come up to Cole and they're like, "You look like Jake Gyllenhaal," and I'm like, "Well, I guess I like I kind of get it. I kind of get it." But uh, like, I was always certain that it was Brad Pitt in makeup that played the old man in Benjamin Button. <laughs> I was pretty sure that's who that was. The only reference I've seen to Jake Gyllenhaal is when we're on tour and he jumps up and down on my bed saying, let's play Brokeback Mountain! <laughs> I can't quit you. <laughs> All right. Uh, this uh, next roaster used to be a personal trainer. Now he's got more lumps than Rihanna's face after that Chris Brown incident. <laughs> uh, recently I heard there was some Thai kids lost in the crevice of his belly button. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring Josh up here. I was asked to do this like the problem with doing a roast yeah there we go oh my god it smells like Kevin so uh, so the problem with doing a roast in my mind was just when I was told to do it I really just thought in my head like okay I guess I just cyberbully him in real life but you, you get to know a lot about yourself and a lot about the fact that you're just a psychopath because really my first crack at this was just a letter to Cole and just dear Cole you waste of human skin how does it feel knowing that you're so in love that I could fuck every person at your funeral and still be a virgin the only thought that brings me more pleasure than knowing that your alcoholism will end you before you can breed is how happy I would be if you married your wrist to a razor blade right now. 
So why don't you make us all happy, Cole? And I drop the mic, and everybody's laughing and cheering, screaming for an encore. And you have your mom in the background just screaming, yeah, fucking kill yourself. <laughs> Finally follow through with something, you fat piece of shit. Jesus, Karen. Oh my God. That turned dark. Ugh. Your mom helped me write that, by the way. She legitimately just doesn't like you. There's, that's not a joke. It's just, that's what happens. Oh, God. Like, I think the best thing about this is that if I told you it was all a social experiment to see how you treat a homeless person when he's begging outside, or when you give him a mic and call him Roastmaster on the inside, if there was any difference, and you just wouldn't know if I'm joking. <laughs> like, I actually don't know if I'm joking. The thing I like most about Kevin is that he just reminds me of an alternative universe where Charles Manson, instead of starting a cult, just, you know, gave in to alcoholism. It's just... <laughs> oh, oh, now I'm on to Ryan, the only other person I know. There's... <laughs> God, I just, this is the one thing that I like about Ryan is that he can dress like a date rapist and have like the creepy personality of a serial killer and we all still talk to him. Like I'm just, I don't know how that works. Like if one day I wake up in your basement and you're wearing my skin, I'll just like, I knew it was gonna happen. Like, uh, you didn't hide it. There's, and then there's Brandon. You look like a guy that collects stamps and knows the name of every kind of rock. I... That's... This isn't even part of the roast. I'm just describing why I don't want to be your friend. This is just... I, in all honesty, like, I actually have no idea about any of you. Like, the, the thing I was told to do is go and look on everybody's Facebook before the event, just pick out things. But it was like every, it was the identical profile of just generic white guys. There was nothing else to it. Every fucking photo, they're looking off into the distance like, oh my God, I don't even know my photo's being taken right now. It's, <laughs> it's so crazy, guys. Like, I can't believe I'm attractive in this. But like, they all have like a generic skill that everybody pretends to care about. It's all... It's, just terrible. Listen, there wasn't much to write about there. I just didn't have anything. It was just, like, looking at the profile pics, I, it was like they're the supporting characters in the story of their own life. Like, <laughs> every one of them is the human equivalent of a participation medal. That's just what I got from it. I don't know. Oh, side note, one of the best things that came out of it is I was looking at it on Facebook with my fiance, and then she pointed out, she's like, this guy's dating a redhead. I was like, what does that mean? It means he likes to fuck people without a soul. I was like, I don't know which one of it, you guys it is, but that's what happens. Uh, 
I also like knowing now that like Cole specifically picks out people who are just as ugly as him so to make himself look average. Just to one day trick a dumb waitress into sleeping with him. It's never gonna work, Cole. Ugh. What? Ah. Well, I just like the fact too, like a roast is usually done like just in case you haven't seen one before. It's always like a titan of industry, like somebody at the peak or beyond it. And then people get to go up and talk about their successes. And like the greatest achievement in Cole's life right now is that he's turning 30 today. There's, I didn't fucking find anything else. I do like the build you chose in life, though. You actually made the conscious effort to say, like, okay, you know, the face I want to go with is, like, that of every police sketch of a pedophile that's ever existed. I want to have, like, the persona of, like, the clan's grand wizard. And uh, for a body type, I'm going to go with, like, a 73-year-old lunch lady. That's, that's pretty much it for that. If you want his workout regime, it's just eating Swedish berries. That's... Uh, I mean, I hope, though, if nothing else from tonight, I really do hope, Chelsea, that, like, you understand and, like, accept, you know, the, like, the mistakes you've made in life up until this moment. Just because I don't understand what you fucking see in him. Like, in all honesty, it's like you wanted to date somebody from reality TV show, and he's like multiple guests starring positions. Yeah, we'll go with that one. On uh, <laughs> To Catch a Predator. <laughs> what, are you into bad boys? Is that... It's okay. I'm into stuttering, so that's something that I've learned today about myself. And I'm not saying, like, you're a racist, but, like... <laughs> I just, like, I've picked up on things over the years. Like, there's no colors in this room. But there's... So, anyways, that, that was it. I'm glad that you've made it this far in life, uh, despite your disabilities, and... Thanks for letting me shit on you, I guess. That's proper. Yeah, you guys fucking, yeah, wait till you guys go up, man. I got to go up every time after this shit. Every time I got to go up after laser beams like this guy. But anyways, uh, yeah, out of all the roasters, like, I, I haven't known Cole that long. Like, me and Cole have only known each other for, like, I don't know, maybe some years. I've been really lucky lately to be able to, like, travel with Cole a lot. Like, we go on tour with Trivia and stuff, and we spend a lot of time in a tiny fucking car together, non-sexually. And uh, that's just, that's my choice. <laughs> it's my body. No, we spend a lot of time together, and we talk about a lot of shit, you know? We talk about well, what's on the fucking news, what's on, uh, you know, what's happening in, in current events. Uh, we talk about all of you guys at merciless lengths. We, you know, we learn about each other, you know, and, and a funny thing that, well, not a funny thing, it's not that funny, but like, you know, something that I learned about Cole was that he was circumcised when he was a teenager. And I always just kind of be like, I don't, I don't really remember why the fuck it happened. It just happened, okay? Whatever. It's not something I cared to dig into. But I like to imagine the reason why was because uh, his neck didn't want to be the only one with a bald dick-shaped thing on the end of it. <laughs> All right. I'm going to bring up another guy. 
or girl, who knows? It's a man you feel like you should always avoid because he always looks like he's trying to sell you Christ or fuck your dad. Ryan! Uh, so I want to thank Kevin for bringing me up here. Uh, for those of you have, who have been enjoying the uh, comedy so far, it's time for a little intermission. You could kind of tune out at this point for the next 10 minutes or so. Where I'm the jalapeno pepper of comedy, for those of you who don't do dark comedy or funny things that often, I'm like, okay, they can do this. And there are those like Kevin who are the California Reaper pepper of comedy who are just filled with so many unnatural chemicals. I don't know why anyone would put it in their mouth, yet somehow people do. <laughs> Most of the time, I think it's either because they're dared to do it or tricked to do it. <laughs> um, so, so I know Kevin mostly through trivia. I go all the time to win as much money as I possibly can because I hate spending my own money at the Raven. Um, and every time, he refuses to acknowledge my right answers. And we threaten to fight each other in the parking lot. In all honesty, I wouldn't fight him. Um, I think I'd probably be able to take him, though, because he can't even fight his own addictions. Um, <laughs> plus, but even so, I wouldn't risk it, because I think that if I were to fight him, all it'd take is a scratch, and then I'd be on needle therapy the rest of my life. So getting to some other people, I'm going to start with Jesse because um, I play a lot of board games and stuff with him and he insists on trying to break the game as much as possible. So uh, Cole was telling me that the jokes would be kind of brutal today uh, as prep and he said, well, Jesse's got this really good one of you and I said, oh, really? I hope it's a lot better than his DJing career in town because... <laughs> Because maybe then he wouldn't have to keep commuting up here from Toronto and he can actually do work in his hometown. Instead of being, instead of being DJ Neon Nomad, he's more like DJ Neon Refugee. <laughs> but what do we expect, what do we expect <laughs> from a guy who plays the same angsty music he's been listening to over and over again uh, while applying his guy liner when he was in high school? Uh, moving on to Josh, I have nothing to say about him. He's like the greatest person I know. Dave. <laughs> so, you are the most challenging for this. I asked Cole, I said, Cole, I got a roast today. What do I say? He said, well, just say he's a lesser version of me with more hair. If that doesn't tell you enough about Cole, it says the mistakes that you made in partnering with this guy in a musical career. <laughs> Brett. For those of you who don't know, and it was kind of alluded to um, with my Leonardo DiCaprio impersonation, um, I'm a avid Tinder user because my relationships are trash. And one of the most common things I get is you look like a discount Leonardo DiCaprio, but it's working for you. I'm like, hey, whatever gets the job done. <laughs> so that being said, I would have to say that uh, Brett's career is probably on the same level of success as my relationships. Very, very short, very few and far between, and generally not very rewarding. <laughs> so now moving on to Cole. Uh, I don't know why Cole keeps inviting me to do comedy. He keeps inviting me to do trivia with him. Uh, I tell him I'm not funny. I don't try and be funny. I'm not trying to be funny here. I'm just saying facts. <laughs> The reason I think he's doing it is because he's so unfunny that he needs someone lesser than him to make himself look better on stage. 
and Kevin just does such a great job at it. However, <laughs> however, between Kevin and I co-hosting with Cole, Cole has to make a choice either sound funnier and look less attractive on stage by comparison, or be less funny and be more attractive. I think he's gone with the be more attractive one, but he keeps flip-flopping back and forth, so he kind of cheats on you with me every now and then. <laughs> so one of the things I'll say is, uh, if I catch up here for a second, so I've only known Cole for a couple years. I've heard a lot of stories, but I know more Cole being in a stable relationship. I've heard a lot of people talk about his, well, I'll get to that, don't worry. <laughs> Um, I've heard, I've heard people talk about Cole's, um, lifestyle in the past, and I've heard that Cole has so many diseases that the World Health Organization gets a red alert every time he leaves the country for fear of him spreading a new plague. And is anyone here vegan by chance? You, I'm surprised you didn't say it the moment you came in the room. Cole is worse than that, however. Every time Cole meets someone, he's like, hey, have you heard my podcast? And it's gotten so bad that he's become so depressingly antisocial that he's decided to have a roast to reassure himself that people still care, uh, that people will still visit him and do things because he's so busy working on his podcast all the time, which takes a stupid amount of time to get one done a week. No, I don't listen to it. <laughs> As the oldest child, uh, by 10 years to my youngest brother, I know all too well of the abuse that parents do in terms of getting their oldest child to babysit for free. Cole is that equivalent for schools. Uh, <laughs> and I swear that the only reason he teaches kids so young is this because it's the only age at which people would still believe he's the adult in the room. So going back to his podcast, I think the only reason he does it is because after his musical career, he had a hiatus on iTunes, and this is his one way to return to iTunes with hopefully more success. That being said, we're about 50 episodes in, and we have almost, we have barely more listeners than a D DJ Neon Nomad show. <laughs> um, and going back to the stable relationship, their relationship is so great that we once had a dinner together and Chelsea made us dinner and Cole and I sat at the other side of the table and she's like, I feel like you're gonna leave me for Ryan right now. And it was legitimate, her, her concern. <laughs> and you know what? Hearing all these stories to today about Cole's sexual ambiguity, I'm not surprised. Uh, I'd probably be a step up uh, from what Cole is used to. <laughs> because, <laughs> because one of us can cook. That, that being said, Cole is legitimately one of the nicest people I know. When I first moved back to town, I didn't have many friends, and it's gotten to the point where Cole has... <laughs> you, you, the whole joke of Josh saying, why do people keep hanging out with him? I don't know. I don't know. But Cole has offered to pay off debts for me. He's offered to drive me places. He's offered to help me do groceries. He's offered to help me in things when I've been in legitimate trouble. So all said and done, Cole might be a relative failure as a human being, <laughs> but he's a really good friend, so thanks. Great fucking set, buddy. Brilliant, brilliant job, my friend. All right, so... Here's another quick dig at Cole, because that's what we're here for. Uh, we're working with Cole, uh, doing trivia. Uh, it's, it's actually been like 
probably one of the best things I've ever done in my entire life. Like just getting to laugh and be stupid and getting fucking paid minimal amounts of money to do that is pretty much the greatest thing for me. It's probably a big step down for Cole, but that's okay. You know, working with somebody like Cole, I think about, like, what what drives him? Like, how does he fucking do all this work? Like, how does he, you know, how does he find the time? How does he, how is he so fucking organized? And then I remember I don't give a shit. (laughs) But I will tell you one thing. If you threaten to break his fucking glasses, I don't care if you're fucking 17 and your mom is waiting to pick you up outside of the Pizza Pizza in New Liskard, I will beat seven fucking shades of shit out of you and her. I think what I'm trying to tell you guys is that we've both got our strengths. It's just that most of mine are illegal. Uh, We're going to go ahead and, oh, yes. The dude with the style of a sexy rapist. Ladies and gentlemen, the only other person to buy a White Coles album other than their moms, Dave. Thanks, Kev. Really enjoyed that. I know that right now there's three pillows soaked in beer and ashes sitting in a sitting in a bed in the North Bay Hospital. <laughs> and I just really appreciate the extra effort. Because nothing makes any of us feel younger than partying with people who aren't done high school yet. (laughs) Don't take that personally, though. (laughs) The fact that you wrote all your jokes on tongue compressors and (laughs) did it while you were high and drunk is more impressive than anything I'll ever do. (laughs) Josh, I don't know you at all. Maybe you know the exact day when winners restocks their polos. Maybe you know where to get a very ordinary haircut. (laughs) Or maybe you never let anyone ride in your car without a (laughs) seatbelt. But either way, you seem nice. (laughs) Brick, very nice of you to shower today. (laughs) Uh, sorry. (laughs) Be here today. Seriously, though, I know you would have preferred a one-on-one roast with each of us. But it's really nice, it's really nice of you to step out of your gay zone, sorry, your your comfort zone, even if it's just for one afternoon. Ryan, I don't know you that, I don't know you that well either but your Facebook told me everything I needed to know. I'm quite confident. Your bio reads, I read, I write, I bike. Wow. (laughs) Unfortunately, my joke for Jesse is the exact same one that's already been made. Uh, and, And it's that you DJ and that we all are capable of doing that. Um, the only difference is none of us have to drive three hours from home (laughs) to find people who want to listen to the same stuff as us. Brennan, what a guy. Seriously, this was, this was a tough one because it's like, how do you, how do you burn someone who looks like a Sears catalog model when Sears is no longer in business? You know, do you take a shot at the impossible to miss chin? 
It's just really nice of you to step out of your gay zone. Sorry. <laughs> Comfort zone. I'm just kidding. I know I made that joke already. I just wanted to tell it again because I know how much Cole loves recycling jokes. <laughs> and here we are. Uh, the almost full-grown man of the hour. Where do I even start? Your first name is literally what you get in your stocking if you're a piece of shit. <laughs> and your last name is French. I feel, I honestly feel in my heart like I could just leave it at that and everyone would be satisfied. But unfortunately that joke is just the beginning. Yes. That joke is like Colfornier's torso. And the rest of what I'm about to say is like Colfornier's legs. <laughs> they don't meet anywhere near the middle. It's unnatural, <laughs> frankly concerning. Yeah, your legs, are, your legs are like the way you tell a story and your torso is like what actually happened. Your legs are like the length of this joke and your torso is like how long it should have been. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, though, how you ever found a woman to sleep with you is, it's, it's beyond me, honestly. But unfortunately, I know that he did because I saw it one time in university. Yep, I walked in on Cole, and it was exactly as horrible as you'd expect. <laughs> Kind of like watching a big hairy starfish with elbows. <laughs> Only if its legs were really long <laughs> and its torso was very small. <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never forget it. It scarred me. But I take comfort in knowing that she probably forgot when she moved to Thailand. <laughs> But for everything you lack in physical features and general coordination, I would say you make up for with uh, undisputable intelligence. The kind of intelligence that buys a cat even though you're allergic. <laughs> kind of intelligence that is capable of Googling trivia questions and only getting the information wrong sometimes. It's that kind of intelligence that justifies comparing yourself to Bruce Willis even though mirrors are real. <laughs> and the kind of intelligence that can consistently find reasons to cry almost every time I see you drunk. <laughs> and also justify never changing any behaviors while sober. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, it, I, I love you, man. You've been a good friend. We've had some unreal times. I wish I had more time to write all the jokes that I know there are to make about you, but hopefully you make it to 40 and we can do this again. Thanks for having me. I'm not even sweating because it's hot in here. It's like, because these fucking motherfuckers are like stand-up comedians. And I fucking actually get paid to do that. I didn't get paid to do this, but... 
Cole's a grown-ass man now. Take a look. It's walking amongst us. I was pretty sure nobody else noticed Cole's torso, but I did. So that's where I'm going. And, and, and like I'm saying right now is, is, is he isn't afraid to show his true emotions, man. That's fucking important. That's hard to do. And honestly, that's a fucking true test of a man. And I fucking absolutely swear too much. Honestly, he can be scolding like a mother. He, he tells it like he is. He laughs without abandon. He cries when he listens to Third Eye Blind. I mean, this man is not afraid to show his emotion. Unfortunately, he's also not afraid to show his furry tube-shaped airplane sick bag of a torso <laughs> in situations where that wouldn't be okay. It's seriously, I'm not kidding. I don't know if like I don't know if everybody here has seen it, but it's it, it literally looks like an oil painting of chewed food that is actually weeping. All right, here we go. Let's get another one of these guys that are really funny up here because everybody's kicking my ass. It's all good. I love it. All right, our next roaster is what a sack of potatoes would look like if it had glasses or a power top with bottom sensibilities. Ladies and gentlemen, Brett Green. That's maybe the greatest intro I've ever heard about myself. All true, by the way. I'm so happy to be here to be, you know, roasted by the hosts of uh, Super Fun Time Trivia, who are to trivia what Cecil's trivia is to trivia. <laughs> Much like everybody else, I have to point out that roasts are usually given to people in celebration of a career or at least some sense of accomplishment, not people like you, balding, near-middle-aged men clinging to some shambles of their lives. Of course, Roastmaster Kevin... Kevin and I have hosted trivia a number of times, so I don't know how much I can say about Kevin. He's always come to my aid. They say God doesn't make mistakes. I'd like to say sometimes they do. <laughs> but Kevin is Kevin is a snappy dresser. Kevin dresses Kevin dresses like he thinks he's in the Warriors. And that might have to start some shit. He looks like Captain Blackbeard fucked Juggalo. If you look at him from a distance or up close, it's terrifying. <laughs> you know how I know? You know how I know he's terif uh, terrifying? Kevin's teeth are afraid of each other and trying to jump out of his face. <laughs> and I'd like to thank you for, for recording and having a no, no last names policy, which is Cole's policy for every girl. And it's a great invitation to roast people who you barely know. Jesse is one of them. We know each other for a hello, a little nod. Let's just call you Jesse Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we know Jesse is the house DJ at the Raven Republic doing a job a fucking iPod could do. <laughs> oh, you made a playlist, so did everybody else. Of course, Jesse's biggest trouble in the world is trying to get drunk white girls on the dance floor. It's like humanitarian work. No one else could do it. <laughs> How else will Carly and Samantha spend their evening if not with a mashup of 90s tunes and with trap beats? 
Of course, yours is an extinct kind. You're going extinct. And after all technology fails, you will be replaced the same way you always do, by Morse code. There's a few inside jokes, so thanks to Cole for making things obvious like he always does. <laughs> Brenda, my God, you're beautiful. Lean, tall, you're successful. You're what Ryan thinks he looks like in a mirror. You're so beautiful, but so wrong in life. When Brendan eats at a restaurant, he doesn't so much tip the waitress as leaves a future alimony payment. There's just something wrong. You're so sharp and beautiful, it's disturbing. Brendan looks like the kind of guy who quotes Mein Kampf when he writes birthday cards. <laughs> My struggle. Over to Dave. Dave, who I've known for many, many years and feels like uh, as long as I've been standing up here. Dave is a self-involved, self-centered, narcissistic doddler with no real skill or coordination or knowledge of, any, of anything interesting to say. I shouldn't joke that much. Uh, he's really not all that bad. Dave actually went to Thailand this year to work at an elephant refuge. And Dave, that is a commendable bit of work, but it's so expensive, you could have done the same amount of work and saved thousands of dollars by feeding Josh in your spare time. <laughs> of course, Dave's first band was called The Arson, a fitting tribute to a man who, who, for whom everything he touches burns away. Ryan, where's Ryan? Wave from the back there. You know what I love about Ryan? Uh, some days Ryan dresses like he's the villain in one of those 80s teen movies, trying to win uh, Molly Ringwald's heart. Other days you almost expect him to tell the nice uh, black family down the street not to drink at the water fountain. I'm not saying that he has no compassion, but Ryan looks like the kind of guy who would have asked Rosa Parks to move to the back of the bus. Ryan's the kind of guy who sees accusations against Kevin Spacey and sides with Spacey. <laughs> and Josh. Josh, I don't know you that much, but I know, according to Cole, you used to be a fit and buff person. One of those things where, thank God, you're in a relationship because otherwise you'd be swiping on Tinder, a Snickers bar where an eggplant emoji ought to be. That's all I have for you, because you're such an insignificant person. I forgot you were actually here in the room. <laughs> I, feel, I feel blessed. I feel, I feel blessed to be here, but a little known fact, this is not Cole's first roast. Uh, Cole nearly escaped roasting in his mother's first trimester. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is where our relationship goes because I'll never be allowed back at your house. And of course, really, it's not so much the roast of Cole Fournier as the intervention of Chelsea. Because for God's sakes, Chelsea, you're only young and beautiful once, and what are you doing now in the prime of your life? And what I'll do is I'm going to chalk it up to inexperience. Of course, Chelsea isn't a worldly woman. She doesn't know any better. Chelsea strikes me as the type of girl who thinks Toblerone is fancy. <laughs> and she also, 
She also strikes me as the kind of girl who is impressed when hotel chambermaids make up the bed and place the chocolate on top of the pillow like it was magic. Cole, there's little shampoos here. You can do better, Chelsea. I just want to tell you that they're not all like, like Cole. There are men of a reasonable age who have hair and buff physiques who don't paint Warhammer f f figures, who don't sleep for a brief period in their mother's shed. And you don't have to be Freudian to know that's weird. But to Cole, my, my dear friend, one of the things that we know about Cole, Cole takes great inspiration from the Lord of the Rings, often referring himself as a hobbit. He's short, hairy, able to fit into holes he shouldn't be able to. But where is Bilbo Baggins at the One Ring to make himself invisible? He just has a terrible personality. Of course, Cole is a musician. He used to have a band growing up called Tomorrow Will Tell. Tomorrow became today and your music sucks. I'll have you know that Cole once said he wants to be, quote, a big fish in a small town. Cole, that only works if you're not in North Bay. This is the town that said, hey, you like smoothies and pretzels? Have fucking nine locations. <laughs> this is the town that built a sports complex without change rooms. This is the town that fundraised for years to build a carousel and build another carousel 10 feet away. <laughs> Anything you do here makes you an inferior copy of something better in the real world. In truth, uh, uh, Cole's been probably one of the best uh, friends my music has had and has allowed me to step into trivia a bunch. And what you may not know, because Cole shared a link to me on uh, his personal uh, Reddit uh, profile, is that quite anonymously we'll just give uh, people uh, words of encouragement and always does that to people in his own life. So thanks for, for having me. Happy birthday, buddy. Love you. All right. The only terrorist to fucking hurt himself with an exacto knife and not take over a plane. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my man, let's give a quick thumbs up for Jesse. All right. I'd like to thank Kevin for being our host for the evening and continuing to embody what every single dear ad from my childhood warned me not to become. Be honest, Kevin. How long do you wonder tonight if this is going to be another surprise intervention? <laughs> but let's be real. The only surprise would have been that people still cared. <laughs> also, while I have the stage, I want to make a quick announcement for everyone to save their empties. We're going to be giving them to Kevin tonight so he can buy another pack of Belmonts. <laughs> and now for my good friend, Brendan the man with a face only a dead mother could love. <laughs> Brendan is a successful engineer and one who lives by the motto, if it ain't broke, take it apart and find out why. Which is the same motto that he applies to all of the people he has locked in his basement. While we're on the topic of your career, I have a problem I want you to figure out for me real quick. What's 20 to the power of two, Brendan? Simple. It's the ideal weight of a woman that you were looking for in university. <laughs> Dave is honestly just such a nice guy. The more I think about it, I just don't think he ever had the heart to tell you that you're a talentless piece of shit, cool. 
Dave and Cole once shared a couple summers tree planting out west. These times spent together taught them the value of their friendship and the fact that no matter how many holes they dug, they could never bury the fact that Cole was holding him back. <laughs> oh, Ryan, my sweet, sweet boy. If I had a dollar for every time I questioned your sexuality, I'd have more than enough money to reinstate a proper sex edit sex ed curriculum to prepare the next generation to deal with you. <laughs> Ryan has so many father issues that Cole tried to fuck him before the show. <laughs> Ryan is a proper gentleman that enjoys a well-tailored suit and a nice cold martini. But if you're gonna try and pull off the Daniel Craig look, you're gonna need a couple more abs and to bang a few less dudes. <laughs> Josh, the personal trainer turned accountant. Judging by the look of you, I think the only thing you haven't been able to balance in your new profession is your calorie intake. <laughs> and how could I forget about Brett? I mean, it would be pretty fucking easy if I'm gonna be honest. I want you to know that I put as much effort into this next joke as I have getting to know you. <laughs> Fun fact about Brett, it took him until the tender age of 31 to get his driver's license, which is ironically the same number of times it took him to get through his set tonight. And now for Mr. Cole, aspiring teacher, aspiring musician, aspiring author, and aspiring podcaster. Cole, I think the only thing you're not trying to aspire to in life is to be successful. I honestly don't know if you wanted this rose for personal pleasure or just so you could become depressed enough again to put out another mediocre album. Legend has it in Nipissing that Cole lost a single follicle of hair for every father issue he took advantage of in D5. <laughs> Looking at him now, it seems that he's become the living embodiment of those deep-rooted issues. A balding, overweight man who lacked empathy and the ability to care when they needed him the most. We're just getting warmed up, buddy. For those of you who don't know Cole, he is also a member of the Drew Peacock Band, specializing in covers. I've always been very surprised the first one you didn't try to master was going back to Cali. All right, that only happened in real life about 40 fucking times. Cole is often lovingly... <laughs> no, no. I'm not fucking done. This is my time. This is my time. <laughs> Cole is often lovingly referred to as a hobbit. And let's be honest, he does have a few things in common with Frodo. For one, his magic ring has been passed around so many fingers, it should also be thrown into a fiery pit. All right, Cole. <laughs> I've said a lot of terrible things about you tonight, Cole, 
But I'm here to remind you that there's a silver lining to every story. Just think, if Bruce Willis ever decides to give up on life and become a fat sack of shit, he'll have you on speed dial to be a body double in his next film. I think that's enough. I really hope you don't get any fucking uglier when you cry because I really couldn't handle it. I want to thank you for being such a good friend over the years, and I can't begin to give you the proper respect for having the STD-ridden balls to be a part of this. I also want to thank the dais for once again proving that groups of white males need to share their opinion on fucking everything. I love you guys, and I am so, so sorry. What the fuck? You guys can write some funny shit, but you've taken into, yeah, well, professional jobs. That's fine. Anyways, tonight's been super, super fun. Uh, you know, obviously making jokes and uh, laughing at Cole's expense and uh, just overall celebrating in a terrible way, uh, you know, the existence of this piece of shit. I did, yeah, thank you. No, the first time I met Cole, man, like, we were riffing instantly. Like, we were just instantly just talking about stupid shit that didn't matter. Uh, we were, we were, I think, talking about, like, uh, like remixes of, like, Star Wars albums and stuff like that. Like, the dark, dark side of the moons of Tatooine. And, uh, hey, is there, is there something in, like, a band called Screwbaka? You know, or like, hey, can we do like something with Darth Brooks? I knew at that point, honestly, that I would really get along with this dude. And little did I know at that time that some years later, like we'd be four years, I guess, almost now, four years deep, like a trivia thing that's fucking cool and really fun uh, and a podcast and a fucking shared Pornhub account <laughs> and like... Just like 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 some cool shit that I don't I don't know you know and I'm just really happy about it. Uh, yeah, no, I spent a lot of uh, a lot of time with this guy and 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 straight up man, you're my you're you're my bud, you're my bud, you're you're one of my best friends, dude, and uh, I wouldn't trade you for a fucking thing in the world. I love you. Wouldn't trade you for a thing in the world other than drugs. But I know I know Bay would be knocking at the hotel door in the morning. So that's good. We've done that before. Honestly, thank you very much, man. You're one of my best friends. I fucking love you. Uh, it's been a fucking honor and a pleasure to do this and fucking put you over the fucking white coals for a night. Uh, yeah, so fuck off. So I raise this, man. I raise this in your honor. Throw it up, guys. Throw it up. So fucking, this a fucking, this a big goddamn deal. We're all here because of you. Well, there's some free beers. So, hey, to Cole. Here we go. So everybody, uh, everybody, uh, the exits are here. There's another one there. If anybody needs to use a bathroom, because it's not going to get funny at all. Oh, also, Alan will be out back giving free bites uh, if anybody's got an extra cigarette. So. Perfect. You are fucking wet.
I am glad you were wearing a black shirt because all of that is liquid right now. <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding. It was every inch moisture. Um, I know. I'm very sweaty, man. First of all, I'd like to thank everyone for coming to the angry white cisgendered males meeting. It's the first time we've been able to get together in quite some time without Antifa hitting us with a baton. So thank you. We were hoping to have Chris here so that we could like have a bit of diversity, but he's working. So only black person that I know. First up, Dave, one of my oldest, finest, and most unable to let go of the fact that they too are balding friends here tonight. I wrote a lot of jokes about your mustache. Almost my entire bit about you was your mustache. And then I fucking messaged him yesterday and said, hey, you still have a mustache, right? And he said, no. I was expecting fucking John Oates' upper lip, and I have a Daryl Hall instead. It's kind of shitty. Uh, Dave has had more serious girlfriends than I've had serious hair follicles, and yet somehow he is always single, even when he has a girlfriend. You guys might remember that me and Dave had a band together, White Coles. His career in music has really taken off since starting his own solo stuff, as many of you guys brought up. I can't help but think that I was holding him back, like genuinely. I, I told him constantly that people weren't ready for 16-minute songs with seven time signature changes. And while I'd argue that the general populace still is not ready for that, his tens of fans would disagree with me. Um, I've been to many a Dave's show, and I, and I can say that they love his music. His most requested song is Gentlemen. <laughs> Dave has never heard of the band Fish, but every single one of his songs is a whole Fish concert. Uh, he's also a social media hound. He's the first person that I knew that was using Snapchat for anything other than sending me pictures of their vagina, so that was fun to know that there was a different use for that social media platform. He posts more often than Kim Kardashian. Unlike Kim, he does not have a big butt, but like Kim, he would probably suck Kanye's dick for a taste of that fame juice. <laughs> Up next, we got my good friend Jesse. Jesse has one of the coolest haircuts in the whole world. It looks like many of the participants of World War II. And though his hairstyle has limited his ability to appear in Woody Allen films or DJ Bar Mitzvahs, life is all about give and take. Also, a part of my childhood that wanted to be a Pokemon master loves that I have a friend with the same hairdo as Pidgeotto, which is, um, judging by his abilities with an X-Acto knife, he's also learned HM Cut, but with mixed results. <coughs> you had to have played red or blue to get that one. I had no idea what Jesse would be wearing today, and I'm kind of upset that he was wearing a black shirt, because normally he looks like the cover of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. He's also Serbian, and I don't know much about Serbian history aside from the fact that they're pretty passable at murdering archdukes and subpar at making, making self-titled snuff films, so I took the liberty to Google Serbia, and Google said, are you sure you weren't searching for anything else? <laughs> Nobody cares about Serbia, and human rights would agree. Jesse does have the benefit of being the only Serbian DJ in history, but that's only because 99% of the other Serbians are playing bad guy in stairwell in the latest summer blockbuster. <laughs> Jesse has been in one film, though. It's a remake of a 2003 romantic comedy called How to Lose a Finger in 10 Days. 
I had to do at least one pun. One pun. Fuck you. That pun was... Ryan liked it. Ryan likes puns. Brandon, as you can tell, is a pretty fucking handsome dude. He's like a superhero. He's got the classic looks of Clark Kent with half of the crippling childhood trauma of Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Brennan has told me he's an engineer, but the only thing I trust him to engineer are traps for the Saw franchise. And I actually have no idea what things he's engineered, but he has a lot of posters of the Elliott Lake Mall in his room. We were having a conversation about movies one time, and he said that he really, really loves the movie Aliens. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And he's like, I love it so much, I named my house after it. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, uh, Nostromus, the ship? And he said, no, I called my house Space. I was like, why? He said, in space, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> and then he took off his pants and started masturbating vigorously into his skin wallet. <laughs> the joke is because he's a serial killer. Brett, Brett has had many jobs. I think it's, it's fair to say that he has said that he's a talent agent. But anyone who's seen a black leather couch on the internet knows that that sentence only leads to a sticky mess to clean up and no callback. <laughs> we constantly joke about Brendan being a serial killer, but Brendan has never introduced me to young boys that I never met again. I do have to say, though, that the young people he's represented must be breaking into the scene because their faces are plastered all over billboards across northern Ontario for some company called Missing. It's like a cologne, I think. He also purchases glasses from the same store as Jeffrey Dahmer, so that, uh, he said he likes the way they taste. Brett is a sometimes host at Trivia. He's one of the very few people that I know that can get booed off stage in North Bay and win an Oscar for their portrayal of George VI in the King's Speech. Told you I got some fucking spice. <laughs> My mom always tells me that you can tell a lot about a person by their shoes. And if Ryan is any indication, he is clearly not doing well. Ryan looks like the picture of a successful businessman just weeks after the Great Depression. <laughs> Ryan is what we call a rainbow goth, and you might think that's a reference to his bright attire. He normally wears some pink and some blue shirts. But in reality, it's just hating happiness himself and also the opposite gender. Watching Ryan's wardrobe is like watching the Gilmore Girls. I mean, the first few times is kind of charming, but eventually you're like, will this ever fucking change? Do you not have any other things to wear? For a while, Chelsea thought me and Ryan were having an affair, but you'll all be pleasantly surprised to find out that there's some things that even I won't put my penis in. <laughs> Sorry. I've seen your back. It's too fucking hairy for me, bro. I don't fuck my chest. Recently, there was some news about uh, someone from an incel subreddit running over people in Toronto with a, with a van. And I was like, Ryan can't drive. <laughs> Josh. Josh is an oddly specific episode of Hoarders. He's got a successful career. He has his own home. His fiance likes him. To my knowledge, he doesn't collect his own feces in buckets. But in his basement, he has a entire 
four to five walls of unpainted and unbuilt miniatures. And I've lived across the street from Josh for almost a year now, and I have never once seen him walk anywhere other than his car. But two days ago, I saw him go for a casual run. He ran up to me. He had jogging pants on, a water bottle, all the shit. And I thought he was going to like revert back to the personal trainer days, you know, like burn some of that calories, and instead the hobby store just had a sale on. Josh owns a website that sells weird shit to man children who have too much money, probably because he thought, I wish there was a website that I could buy things from because I'm a man child with too much money. <laughs> he was about this fucking close to invented Amazon, and instead we can buy a replica of the one ring for $5 from him. <laughs> he told me all of his stock comes from China, but I think Autumn Willow just told him to get rid of the shit in the basement. Uh, I became a teacher because I felt like the school system had failed me. I felt like I had to do a better job. And Josh became a financial advisor because he felt like his own financial advice had failed him. Strangely enough, Josh does not drink. And I know that correlation is not causation, but there's only two people that I know in the entire world that don't drink. One of them is Patrick Brown, so probably don't work for Josh. He also doesn't eat cheese. He's lactose intolerant. So lactose intolerant, doesn't drink. You have no fucking excuse to have the exact same body type as me. <laughs> Where are those calories coming from? Uh, and last but not least, I think that was everybody except for Kevin. The only reason I started doing trivia with Kevin was because I thought it would be like buying a pet hamster. It wouldn't be too much of a drain on my life because he'd be dead in two years. Being friends with Kevin Gill has answered the age-old question of whether or not giving a homeless person several hundred dollars a week would help them. <laughs> Take a look at his face. You be the judge. Uh, when people ask me to describe Kevin, I say he's the guy who yells at you for being on his lawn. The first time I picked up Kevin for trivia said his address was 123 Fake Street, just near the blue tarp at Laurier Woods. Um... <laughs> 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 Kevin Gill looks exactly like the Vietnam vet who yells at Forrest Gump in the film Forrest Gump. Kevin Gill could also uh, pass for a professor at Hogwarts. He would teach potions, but the only potion he would teach the kids to make is Labatt 50 and bad decisions. <laughs> Rob Ford's plan for a revamped sex ed curriculum was originally just to show a picture of Kevin Gill and say gonorrhea over and over. Which may have been better than reverting back to the 1998, to be completely honest. At least it would prevent kids from fucking. <laughs> this may surprise you, but uh, Kevin has actually never been on EI. He looks like he would ride the pogey train for his entire life, but he's also never been sober enough to use a computer to apply for EI. <laughs> and last but not least, Kevin Gill is the reason why we invented vitamins. I would like to thank everybody for coming out and fucking just ripping on each other. I am not gonna lie. I had mixed expectations. I knew that some people had had, had uh, experience with the microphone before and I knew that some people had not and I fucking, unreal. literally, literally unreal. I nothing that I could have expected could have fucking surpassed this. Every single one of you needs to quit your job today. Anyways, thank you guys so much. That was so much fun. The Super Roast of Coal was hosted on July 15th, 2018. It was recorded in front of an even more uncaring audience than what we're used to. It was edited slightly because people don't know proper mic control.
What? <laughs> Please rate it on review. It. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> I'm not doing the whole thing. No, no, just yeah, yeah. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it and review it on iTunes so we can become cool pimp dudes. I would like a pimp cane, personally. It would be very helpful in getting this baby boy. <laughs> what? This bad boy? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And if you enjoyed it. That's the one that we're using. <laughs> <laughs> Back. If you hated it, please send tasteful nudes of your grandparents to superfuntimetrivia at gmail.com. If you have a question or an idea for a music round, send it there too. And as always, I'm sorry, Mom. My mom. Huh? My mom. Yes. Not your mom. Yeah, I know. So what, should I say Karen? I'm sorry, Karen. Exactly. <laughs> and as always, sorry, Karen.